This is the Little Moments Count radio podcast, created in partnership with community radio stations throughout Minnesota. Each episode, you'll hear interviews with early childhood experts on how to support the important brain development that takes place in the first 1,000 days of life, just through Little Moments every day. Learn more at littlemomentscount.org slash podcast. Health, racial and health equity, and dismantle oppressive systems, and it seems like 
conversations with your pediatrician. There are um, a lot of organizations that provide early childhood interventions. If you, you know, are noticing, you know, um, it doesn't seem like my, my baby is development, uh, um, developing on track, um, I definitely reach out. I know um, there's a recommendation that all babies should have, uh, or all, all of our toddlers should be screened uh, around the age of three. Right, just to make sure that they're on track because the earlier that we intervene and we get services to, to kids and you know, parents can't know everything, right? They have to you know, I think we have to be open to <laughs> to looking for those kinds of resources that can help us. Um, just think about maybe we need to spend a little extra time working on something with our kid, but the the longer that you sort of or something or, or don't seek out those resources, it's a little harder to, to um, shift some of those things. Yeah, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm even thinking about um, my experience with friends, um, even taking our kids to like ACFE. Some of them found out in those spaces that perhaps that there was something going on with their child's own development, you know, just kind of putting them in a room of their peers and seeing other babies, being able to make different movements and things like that, um, kind of let them, they saw that there was probably something going on with their own child's development, even then, too, just in some of the words, having mom groups and community, um, being able to connect with other parents um, whose children are in the same age group or around there, I think all that kind of helps, too, and also just having that thought partner to connect with, um, you know, a lot of my friends weren't parents by the time I decided to have children, so I kind of felt alone, so when I found that community of other parents was so special. You know, it's so important. Mm-hmm. It can be so isolating being a parent. Mm-hmm. Am I doing this right? <laughs> I'm still questioning people. Yeah, I'm still questioning. <laughs> so, what are like the likely benefits for children when they enter kindergarten? Um, if you are able to just really make sure you're maximizing that brain development. Just on pregnant people, but I feel I believe like I read 
some of those things out. 
these really wonderful things. Um, and down here in the Twin Cities, we're funding uh, a coalition, a partnership of organizations that are building uh, uh, early childhood curriculum around Hmong culture, right? Um, wanting to make sure, you know, in a generation, we don't look back and think, gosh, if we had just, you know, really kept some of our, our, uh, our traditions, if we were able to teach our kids some of these really important cultural pieces, you know, if we had done that, we wouldn't, you know, we maybe wouldn't have lost some of these things, but you know, I have conversations with people all the time that say, you know, even just one generation of kids and, you know, a lot of language is lost, a lot of culture is lost, and, you know, every, every you know, culture evolves, and, and that's great, but how do we sort of hold on to things that are really important to us? Um, and, you know, one of the best ways to do that is to raise our babies in that way, right? Yes. Um, and really cement that, um, that understanding of who I am and where do I come from uh, as, their, as their brains are developing. It's so important. I really love that, um, you know, I think my parents time where you wanted to assimilate um, and leave the past or your culture behind. Um, just thinking of my parents who had Spanish-speaking parents, but it was lost, you know, with my parents' generation because they were like, oh, you're, this is your life and you're not going to be like us. And while it was well-meaning, um, I don't think that they meant, they didn't understand the ramifications of it, but I love that some of that is circling back um, for this new generation of children like myself or first generation children um, here in the U.S., especially when it comes to like the old with the boy language piece. Um, I know that that is something that is, um, there's less and less people who know how to speak it, that can understand it, read it, and write it. And I just love that there are ways to preserve um, for people who have just lost so much. Um, when you are doing this, like, uh, what impacts are you seeing? Are you? I know you're probably tracking data. Is there any um, thing or that's showing that just yet, or is it too soon? It's okay, it's too soon. Yeah, you know, we we both track data, um, and I think that's important, right? Making sure that we're reaching providers, that we're asking providers the impact that this is having. Um, you know, many of our our programs that we support track things like. Um, Early childhood screenings and our kids, our kids are our kids on track, right, to start kindergarten. One um, incredible program that we find is with the Northside Achievement Zone, where they are supporting all of the childcare providers in their network with um, these tools that can be used in in the early childhood program to really evaluate our kids, our kids on track, so that they can understand across the um, across neighborhoods that they serve, right? How are our kids doing? Right? Um, and I think also what is really important and something that we we collect a lot of are those stories. Right? Um, so asking those those narrative questions of our of our partners around, you know, what are you seeing? What is what have been um, some bright spots in the work that you've been doing? Right? And and being able to hear stories from, from like the one that I shared, right, from the provider who said, you know, this is one of the only places that I feel respected, right? I think that those things matter just as much as the, as the numbers. Of course, we want to make sure that our kids are doing well, but, um, but some of that you, you just really see, right, in the relationships between the adults and the children and, um, and, and some of those things are really tricky to measure. It is. Um, child care providers do work so hard. My, my, I had several family members who ran like in-home daycares, and they would literally be up, um, opening up at 6.30 in the morning and closing probably like 6 p.m. at night because other parents had to get off and different shifts. And, you know, the weather was bad, some parents were late, but it really made for a very, very long day. And you do see them struggling to, you know, maintain friendships, um, 
resources to schools. We want to make sure that children um, have access to some of those things before they start schools. So there's some work around early childhood um, mental health consultation where they go out and they support providers to, to think about how do we support the mental health of our babies. So there's just there's so many so many wonderful things that we're that we're tracking. Um, you know, and you know we we say you know every year that we don't invest in our babies is a missed year, right? Because every year we have babies, and every year they grow up <laughs> one one year at a time. Uh, it turns out, so when we as the adults in the room don't make decisions that are in the best interest of our kids, they continue to grow up without the resources they need to thrive. So any amount that we undercut our babies. It, Babies that we're leaving behind. Yeah. I also feel like we're setting ourselves up because those are our future caregivers. They sure are. If we take part in the um, social life, social constructs of life, care, love, understanding, um, empathy, like these are big ones for me. Yeah. Um, what is that going to look like when we're older? Right. We're the vulnerable ones. <laughs> um, and I kind of think about yeah. that a lot. That's, like, That's right. Because I'm aging out of Right. That's why I laughed. <laughs> Just gonna like throw something at the wall and whoever can can get to it fastest. 
Thanks for listening to the Little Moments Count radio podcast in partnership with community radio stations throughout Minnesota. You can find the Little Moments Count radio podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at littlemomentscount.org slash podcast.